I was listening to a Dhamma talk this morning by Lungpur Pasano. I wish he was just here. <laughs> I, was, I listened to one by him and then I listened to one by Ajahn Jeff and, and in both instances I felt, oh, I wish I was at the, I wish I was at Abayagiri. And then, oh, I wish I was at Wat Meta. <laughs> and now that I'm here thinking about them, oh, I wish they were here. <laughs> One of the things that came up, and then of course I got here and started, I read a little bit from Ajahn Sachito. <laughs> oh, I wish I was, well, I don't even know where Ajahn Sachito is right now. <laughs> I wish he was here. <laughs> um, something that came up in one of those three Dhamma talks. I'm not. I don't remember which one it came from. They somewhat blended together. And one of the things that uh, that I was became aware of in these talks was this: how to how important it is to balance the mind and the heart, and how easy and um, common and constant of a habit we have to move out of the heart and into the head. And it's in the heart where we actually experience whatever is going on. And it's, and if we, you know, are uncomfortable with that experience for whatever reason, we quickly move out of the heart and up to the head. And so bringing them, finding a way to bring them together. One of the things I heard was, you know, we can think about infinity. We can think about the potential to not die, enlightenment, the potential to not be born and not to die. That's infinite. So supposedly there's what does that mean? What can it be? So we immediately start thinking, what is infinite? What is enlightenment? But infinity <laughs> cannot be experienced in the thinking mind, obviously. You know, it can, the, the thinking mind doesn't actually experience anything. It, it's a thought, it thinks. And that's it, there's a thought. Go here, go there, do this, do that. Be this, you know, and it's fed by a habit of comparing. So it's, it's so um, tricky, you know, this habit of comparing, it's really tricky. But it helps solidify a sense of self to carry on this sense of self you know it's i want this i like oh this feels good okay that's the present this is a present moment we're feeling we're feeling good and the little ego sneaks in and says 
how do we get more? And we start to compare what feels good with something that we think about and we're not actually experiencing in the moment, but we think about. Uh, you know, I think that I would really like to have a dog. I think about this actually a lot. <laughs> and then when I go into my heart and and just like, what is it about having a dog that I would like? The companionship, the friendliness, the the encouragement to walk this is this is all good stuff this is thinking about what i would like you know and then well let's bring this down into the heart let's balance let's not just think about it and run off and do it let's let's bring some wisdom into this and we and and wisdom comes from a balanced mind and heart so feel that joy that how do how, I don't remember when I was a kid we grew up with dogs so bringing that thought up and feeling oh yeah it's really loving brushing the dog and going for walks and training the dog. I really enjoyed training the dog to do tricks and to to walk with me gently and but there's also cleaning up after the dog. <laughs> I didn't like that so much. In fact, I rarely did it <laughs> to, to my parents' disgruntlement. Um, but cleaning up after the dog, washing the dog, you know, um, putting the dog, finding a place for the dog if we were going to go travel for a couple of weeks. You know, all of this, no, that doesn't feel so good. And that's the reality. Right now, my reality is I don't have time to have a balanced sense of enjoyment with a dog because we travel a lot. We leave the house a lot. So mm, wisdom says, let's wait till I retire, which, you know, I'm 67. So I will retire one day. And then I can reevaluate, you know, then maybe, then maybe I'll, the balance of uh, the actual being responsible for will balance out with the joy that the having a dog would bring. I'll, I'll reconsider it then, but put it off for now. So that's just a simple, um, way of looking at you know, paying attention to what do we actually what do we feel come back to the the presence of the feeling heart and then bring in the logical mind and feel you know what is it that we're perceiving conceiving when we're remembering so we can nourish ourselves in a way that's in the present moment. Uh, Jessica gave a day long yesterday and she gave it here at the center. And uh, 
What a beautiful experience. I can only guess, but I have talked to uh, a person who was present there and Jessica as well, so that's two people. And in both cases, it was very much appreciated. I'm sure there were many people that really appreciated it. Good number of people actually came. And we can, we're, I would encourage people that were present to recall what it felt like. And notice if you, if you start to grab at, which is not necessarily wholesome, that experience and come back, that's the, that's the mind going forward. And, and how it's gonna do that is compare. That was great. That should happen again. We should have more. I agree, actually, we should have more. I hope Jessica does more. <laughs> but instead of actually being present with the feeling of, oh, that was lovely. This is, this is lovely. Thinking, remembering, recalling the experience. This feels good. So staying present with the feeling of what we're recalling. Stay present. And notice in that presence, a tendency to want to compare, and that's going up into the mind. The comparing mind doesn't experience, it just starts thinking, it starts thinking. And that's our little ego coming in and saying, this and was good about, and this was good, this, yeah, maybe not so good. It should be more like this, you know, we should have more, meetings without Zoom. This is not in reference to what anyone said. This is my own evaluation. <laughs> but we should, we should, this is the way it should be. That's, that's us leaving our present feeling. This is a good feeling. Don't leave it. It's a good memory. It was a good experience. Don't leave it. Feel it. Be present with it. This is very nourishing. And notice how the ego, a, pl a place that wants to take a stand, it comes in and it, it's sneaky, it compares. That takes us right up into our head. Now we're out of the present moment. We, we've left this nourishment, this ability to be present with the good. We can feel the good. You can think it too, but that is a thought. It comes, it goes like that. A feeling is going to nourish. It sticks around a little bit. It's, you know, we can feel it in the body. The presence of goodness. Stay, staying with that. Don't seek it in the head. Don't compare this with that. Or notice we are going to do this. We are going to compare. And that's a good tool, comparing sometimes. And Alistair and I are looking to buy a new couch. And comparing couches, this is a smart thing to do. You know, and th this is a tool that we can use. But what we our little sense of self tends to pick up that tool of comparing and, you know, 
use it everywhere. I like them, man, they're not so great. You know, this teacher is better than that teacher. Now, that could be a useful thought. This teacher is, um, I get more, uh, I can relate better. Uh, I understand, I can follow and I can feel, you know, so we're drawn toward particular people. You know, a particular math teacher is going can be just ideal for one student and not so great for another because we all absorb information differently. Our experiences are different. We can relate to one person better than another. It has nothing to do with that particular person as good or bad. And that's what we tend to do in comparison. We want to say that's good as if it's, you know, as a stamp of of uh, acknowledgement for the world this one's better than that one so just ignore that one and go over there no that's not necessarily true so not picking up the i'm using that like a hammer not picking up imagining the tool of comparison is like a hammer and it's useful when you want to pound in a nail so you can hang a picture say but it's not useful when you want to clean a window. You know, and this is what we do with the tool of comparison. We pick it up all the time and we don't even look at what we're knocking about. Sometimes we get it right, hit the nail right on the head, and sometimes we bang through the beautiful crystal window. <laughs> that, that doesn't work so well. Sustain present with what we feel and gaining balance with what we think with what we feel. And we can see when we go off a little a little trick to this to see when we're out of balance is when we start actually believing in comparing this is good and this is bad or this is better than that, than that over there. And so now we start, now we're in the head, which can be useful for a very short time. <laughs> if we're needing to solve something, we're down on pencil and paper, okay, this is good, compare. But as far as what we're feeling, it's not present. So coming back to our feelings, I want a dog. Is this the time? Let's think about that and see what it feels like. Nah, it's not time. <laughs> Balance. Um, Ajahn Sachicho wrote this little bit. I'm not sure if, how well it'll fit right now, but it was very inspiring to me. Uh, it comes from uh, is a website of his uh, where he writes out little bits and bobs of teachings. And I don't know if this comes directly off of Dhamma talks that he gives, or if it's, I think it's just essays that he does. And this particular one, I have, I didn't pay attention to when it was um, offered when he actually wrote it, but it's called good enough. And this is just a one paragraph. 
And he says, the problem is that we mostly orient through the thinking faculty. And for this faculty, absolutes and ideals are easy. You can think of infinity, although it's something that you'll never see, never hear, never smell, taste, or touch. You can think in terms of absolute right and wrong. You can conceive of the perfect person and the perfect society. What you can't conceive of in any clear and definite way, it is, is what is good enough. The thinking man, mind can't grasp that one, and that's why it's important. It's only realizable through the heart faculty, where there is no guilt, doubt, craving to be something that's good enough. And when the sense and when that sense is unbroken, that's the undefinable purity that we call enlightenment. The heart is liberated from the shadow and nagging inner doubt. When that sense is unbroken, that's the undefinable purity that we call enlightenment. The heart is liberated from that shadow and nagging inner doubt. You know, we, that doubt that it should be other than it is, that takes us up into the mind and starts comparing. That's from the sound of it. Enlightenment means we don't do that anymore. We, we won't need to think about or compare trying to find a better way. We will be able to stay balanced with the heart and the mind in, their, in the way that they work. We can stay balanced. We won't get thrown off in an emotional chaos or spun out in the head with whatever we're experiencing. That's something worth aiming for. And one, I, I say, I would say a little trick to help us aim for that is to pay attention when we start comparing our emotional, our, our, our present experience. Start to compare our present experience with what we think should be. It should be like this. It should always be like this. This experience was so good that now that must mean it's better than this other experience that I've had. You know, just, oh yeah, that's interesting. I'm comparing, okay, come back to the present. What does that feel like? when we compare, you know, waking up to what it feels like to compare. Can we feel how we go from the heart to the head? And can we come back to the heart, back to the present? What are we feeling? What is this feeling like in the body? Now we're directing the mind to think 
about what's going on in the present moment through the experience of our feelings. We have feelings arise because of our thoughts. You know, we'll, we'll have a feeling that goes along with our thoughts, but we can then spin off in our thoughts and out of what we're feeling. And then we can direct our thinking mind back to, what am I feeling? What's in this present moment? What's in this? How's the body reacting? That's worth feeding on. That sense of being in balance with the present moment. Mm 